chapter four of the princess and the goblin this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the princess and the goblin by george macdonald chapter four what the nurse thought of it why where can you have been princess asked the nurse taking her in her arms it's very unkind of you to hide away so long i began to be afraid here she checked herself what were you afraid of nursie asked the princess never mind she answered perhaps i will tell you another day now tell me where you've been i've been up a long way to see my very great huge old grandmother said the princess what do you mean by that asked the nurse who thought she was making fun i mean that i've been a long way up and up to see my great-grandmother <laughs> oh nursie you don't know what a beautiful mother of grandmothers i've got upstairs she is such an old lady with such lovely white hair as white as my silver cup now when i think of it i think her hair must be silver what nonsense you are talking princess said the nurse i'm not talking nonsense returned irene rather offended i will tell you all about her she's much taller than you and much prettier oh i dare say remarked the nurse and she lives upon pigeon's eggs most likely said the nurse and she sits in an empty room spin spinning all day long not a doubt of it said the nurse and she keeps her crown in her bedroom of course quite the proper place to keep her crown in she wears it in bed i'll be bound she didn't say that and i don't think she does that wouldn't be comfortable would it i don't think my papa wears his crown for a nightcap does he nursie i never asked him i dare say he does and she's been there ever since i came here ever so many years anybody could have told you that said the nurse who did not believe a word irene was saying why didn't you tell me then there was no necessity you could make it all up for yourself you don't believe me then exclaimed the princess astonished and angry as she well might be did you expect me to believe you princess asked the nurse coldly i know princesses are in the habit of telling make-believes but you are the first i ever heard of who expected to have them believed she added seeing that the child was strangely in earnest the princess burst into tears well i must say remarked the nurse now thoroughly vexed with her for crying it is not at all becoming in a princess to tell stories and expect to be believed just because she is a princess but it's quite true i tell you you've dreamt it then child no i didn't dream it i went upstairs and i lost myself and if i hadn't found the beautiful lady i should never have found myself oh i dare say well you just come up with me and see if i'm not telling the truth indeed i have other work to do it's your dinner time and i won't have any more such nonsense the princess wiped her eyes and her face grew so hot that they were soon quite dry she sat down to her dinner but ate next to nothing not to be believed does not at all agree with the princesses for a real princess cannot tell a lie so all the afternoon she did not speak a word only when the nurse spoke to her she answered her for a real princess is never rude even when she does well to be offended of course the nurse was not comfortable in her mind not that she suspected the least truth in irene's story but that she loved her dearly and was vexed with herself for having been cross to her 
she thought her crossness was the cause of the princess's unhappiness and had no idea that she was really and deeply hurt at not being believed but as it became more and more plain during the evening in her every motion and look that although she tried to amuse herself with her toys her heart was too vexed and troubled to enjoy them her nurse's discomfort grew and grew when bedtime came she undressed and laid her down but the child instead of holding up her little mouth to be kissed turned away from her and lay still then nursie's heart gave way altogether and she began to cry at the sound of her first sob the princess turned again and held her face to kiss her as usual but the nurse had her handkerchief to her eyes and did not see the movement nursie said the princess why won't you believe me because i can't believe you said the nurse getting angry again ah oh, then you can't help it said irene and i will not be vexed with you any more i will give you a kiss and go to sleep you little angel cried the nurse and caught her out of bed and walked about the room with her in her arms kissing and hugging her you will let me take you to see my dear old great big grandmother won't you said the princess as she laid her down again and you won't say i'm ugly any more will you princess mercy i never said you were ugly what can you mean well if you didn't say it you meant it indeed i never did you said i wasn't so pretty as that as my beautiful grandmother yes i did say that and i say it again for it's quite true then i do think you are unkind said the nurse and put her handkerchief to her eyes again nursey dear everybody can't be as beautiful as every other body you know you're very nice looking but if you have been as beautiful as my grandmother bother your grandmother said the nurse nurse that's very rude you're not fit to be spoken to till you can behave better the princess turned away once more and again the nurse was ashamed of herself i'm sure i beg your pardon princess she said though still in an offended tone but the princess let the tone pass and heeded only the words you won't say it again i'm sure she answered once more turning towards her nurse i was only going to say that if you have been twice as nice-looking as you are some king or other would have married you and then what would have become of me you are an angel repeated the nurse again embracing her now insisted irene you will come and see my grandmother won't you i will go with you anywhere you like my cherub she answered and in two minutes the very little princess was fast asleep end of chapter four